0: What's good, my friends? This is the most interactive sports talk show anywhere. It's offsides, Mark Ron and Diesel and We are the fan upstate rolling on until 7 o'clock p.m. today. You have a ton of choices out there. We truly appreciate you making us part of your day. My parody account, my shoes smell like pine. This guy, Brent Beard, has not entered the transfer portal, he says, but wants more name, image, and likeness from Mark Ryan on air. He can search long and hard, but he will not find any more name, image, and likeness from uh, from Mark Ryan on air. We know we can't afford him, but we are thrilled to be able to take advantage of him in the way that we do every single week on this show. He joins us right now. Brent Beard, we have missed you, my friend. It is great to be back with you here in 2024. Uh, my last text to you, Brent, I asked you to please give me a call before the new year. No call has come, uh, so I see where I really am on on your hierarchy of priorities, sir. How are you?
1: Well, well, it will come. I, I can tell you that. My, uh, my my two daughters have been around, so that so I. Whether I want to or not, they demand priority. So, uh, uh, and, and that day's coming for you one day too. So, but it's good. To, it's good to be back. Uh, <laughs> Happy New Year, my friend. Happy New Year to you too, brother.
0: Yes, yes. Uh, by the way, uh, I, I, Brent, I, I have no idea if I'm even allowed to say this, but I will say this to you, Diesel: that Candy, Mandy, and Sandy are no <laughs> longer allowed to visit Brent or I. Okay. So I just I just want to let you be be, be very aware of that. So I'm, we're proud of you, buddy. We want you to have a great 2024, and we're going to kick it off with an awesome interview today. How do you th- How do you feel?
1: I think that will be wonderful as we get close to the national championship game, but also knowing that there's so much other stuff to cover. Uh, Mark, I, I, our listeners sometimes probably forgotten this, but. Listen, this used to be a rather quiet – December was a quiet month. We love the bowl games, uh, but there is so much going on right now uh, to to keep up with. Uh, It truly is
0: mind-boggling in many, many ways, is it not? Man, it really, really is. So I'll open with an exercise that we do, Brent, from – and we got it from Josh Pate. When Josh Pate is analyzing a big game, he asks himself, if the upset were to happen, how does the upset happen? And so I'd like to ask you that question under the pretense that we know that America is rooting for Washington in this one, right? <laughs> the underdog, yeah. what a great yeah. story. The more, the more you dig, the better the story gets for Washington. Michigan, the big bad bully, the cheaters, et cetera. Um, so America's rooting for Washington. How does Washington pull the upset in this one, buddy?
1: Well, I think it begins and almost ends with the Joe Moore Award offensive line. Uh, they have got a tremendous offensive line uh, that that I think will protect uh, Penix, at quarterback who is absolutely the real deal uh, in many, many ways. Um, and if they're going to win the game, I think that their offensive line is going to have to get at least one Mark Diesel a stalemate with that ferocious Michigan defensive line, uh, and I'm, I'm I'm just telling you, people didn't see Penix in the semis and what he was able to do against Texas. If he has time, he could really set that Michigan secondary on fire. He is that good. They've got great receivers and. I think the other thing that is in their favor would be the number of close games that they have played. I think they played like 10 games within what, 10 points or less. So, I mean, I can make, I can make a case for Washington winning the game, frankly. Uh, I understand Michigan being favored. I understand all uh, what J.J. McCarthy and Blake Corum and, and all that goes along with it. But I think Washington's got a real chance to win the game.
2: Brent, we hear all the time that if if an SEC team is not involved in the national championship, it's not going to be viewed as, as heavily or as highly all across the country. I'm going to go around the room here and say that I am not going to care less because an SEC team is not in it. Mark, are you going to care less because an SEC team is not in it? Yes, I'm a homer. Admission is oh, the first step towards on. recovery. Brent, I, let's just disregard his opinion. Brent, are you going to care less about the National Championship game because an SEC team is not in it?
1: Well, I love to see an SEC team in it, but no, I, I mean, I will I will <laughs> watch it and keep up with it uh, regardless. I mean, I, obviously for what I do, which is what you guys do, it's more oriented toward SEC ACC uh, but but this still should be a uh, a very good game, and and and, my, and there's a plus to this game that people may not have heard about yet. But now I've got a I've got to double check to see when the, the actual kickoff is. But this thing starts at 7:30. Thank now, God. Now, uh, which which is a real plus. And by the way, the the NCAA basketball championship game can learn from that instead of nine twenty eastern time so i'm i'm hoping 7 30 uh, I, I, I don't think they kick off then it, it'll be a little bit beyond that but that's that's much better than eight or nine o'clock is it not
0: big time buddy big time brent i was lamenting the fact watching the college football playoff that you know among many of us who romanticize and miss the college football that we grew up with That over the last 10 years has kind of gone by the wayside. You know, all of the focus and then some has been on the college football playoff to the point that, you know, you're watching a bowl game. All the conversation from the announcers is not on the game that you're watching. It's on games that haven't been played yet. Mm -hmm. And I get to the point on um, on New Year's Day, Brent, where the playoff is starting and it's 5 p.m. and. I had a show on Tuesday morning, and the game gets over at 1, a, 1 a.m. something. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, but I'm saying to myself, Brent, okay, what have we done to this sport when all we look forward to all year is eight hours, 5 p.m. to 1 a.m., eight hours? Are we doing this sport justice when that eight hours is the only focus everybody, anybody has for the entirety of the season? Well, I do th- –
1: I, I hear what you're saying, but I do think the expanded playoff is going to help us by having more teams. Now, I mean, look, I'm, I have thought for years that we uh, were so focused on bowl games that we never got around to really creating a champion as we should. And I think we – I'm not saying the expanded playoff is going to be perfect, but I am saying I think it's going to be a whole lot better – Uh, than what we've had before, Uh, so that I'm glad of, and I'm glad that the emphasis is on the playoff instead of the bowl games, but look, I was very disappointed in games like Georgia and Florida State that could have been a gargantuan game if Florida State had wanted to, uh, and those players had wanted to stay and be able to play the game. I thought that would have been uh, tremendous in a lot of ways and would have helped Florida State to some degree, too. But they did not. Uh, but the thing that hits you with that is something's really got to be done. I mean, I've heard everything from play the, play the bowl games uh, at the beginning of the year uh, and saw one today date. said, well, don't play the bowl games at all. Well, that's never happening. There's just too much money involved with this. Uh, so, I like I, I like the emphasis on the playoff. It should have been there for, uh, frankly, for decades. But the the two can survive, and there are still I mean I look I watched the heck out of that uh, Missouri and Ohio State game. There were still games that I enjoyed. I enjoyed a lot of the, one of the minor bowls, frankly. So uh, it, it it's kind of a mixed bag there for me.
2: Brent, on Wednesday, we brought on Clemson play-by-play announcer Don Munson. I asked him, in what ways will what Florida State is doing affect what Clemson does as it pertains to realignment? Now, he said he wasn't sharing any inside knowledge whatsoever, but he would be shocked if Clemson and Florida State are not sharing notes. So, Mm -hmm. as a resident of Florida, somebody who is physically closer to this and maybe gets some little inside info here and there, what can you tell us about how – Florida State's lawsuit against the ACC is progressing and what feeling legal experts might have as to how this might go for them.
1: Well, I think if folks had a copy of the uh, grant of rights that that goes through the 36, they may uh, have a little bit more information about it. But I mean, certainly what we hear is they are continuing pursuing, uh, doing all they can to get out. And what you're hearing now is <clears throat> Not only is is it Florida State, but there there are, I mean, I've seen as many as six or seven schools that would be interested in some point be, in being able to do the, the same thing. I think they want the, uh, the Florida State to do the heavy lifting in the beginning and for them to uh, to, to be able to follow suit. So, I mean, it's still going on. Uh, Florida states had they have t-shirts now uh, that they've delivered and and uh, but I'm hoping the energy will be spent celebrating winning the ACC and and also forwarding ahead of going to uh, another conference and I mean logically I've seen and heard what you guys have that it's probably going to be the big ten uh, I'm not saying that the uh, that, that it couldn't be the SEC, but, but that's what we're here more than any, anything else. But that, yes, it, that they are, and again, there's only so far that that you can push the uh, legal system. And as far as uh, you can't really speed that up, but I mean that I, they are very determined to get out, and that's that's going to be one of their processes to do it.
2: Brent, would it not just be easier and a heck of a lot cheaper for the ACC to just raise some money and raise sure. the payouts, rather yeah. than trying to keep yeah. somebody around who doesn't want to be around? Right, that you right. assuage the issues that made them unhappy in the first place.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, look, I think there's some truth to that, and there's some real logic to that, uh, and and that is why uh, that the ACC has brought some teams in. And we'll continue to look at some other teams if they want to be uh, viable at this point. So, I, I mean, they're not going to disappear like the Pac-12 has, uh, but basically down to two teams, however you look at that. Uh, but no, your your point's a good one. I, I mean, it, yes, if you've got several schools who really don't want to be there, like one and I and I still think this may happen legally, guys. That that they come up with some kind of a compromise, to where the uh, the league gets a lot of money uh, for letting these teams out, and the teams are able to go free and and uh, and get on with their lives.
0: Brent Beard, Heisman Trophy voter, joining us here on Offsides. Mark Ryan and Diesel. We are the fan upstate. Brent, we were kicking around some numbers: Group of Five versus the Power Five, and all time. The group of five has won 22% of its games against the power five. But in the last five years, that number's 16%. Many bowl game matchups, the group of five only won two of them uh, this year. When I ask you the why on that, Brent, you know, when you think back to what we thought of the transfer portal, we initially thought it was going to be okay, Alabama's third string isn't going to play. So now he's going to go from Alabama maybe to Akron, and maybe it would spread the wealth a little bit more because guys aren't going to be cool being second or third string. Then I thought, Brent, Mm -hmm. okay, well, if a guy's second or third string and he doesn't have any NIL, why would he want to be third string QB at Alabama getting no NIL when he can be first string QB at Boise State and getting all the NIL? Um, So when you factor in that, why why is the uh, winning percentage for the group of five actually going down? Why are we having less parity when some thought maybe the transfer portal would level the playing field a bit?
1: Yeah, I'm a little puzzled with that, too, uh, as we've kind of played around with it. I mean, is that a, uh, again, a, a uh, and again, the transfer portal is not that old, obviously, so it's a small sample size. So how much of that is, um, some of their better players uh, moving on to power five schools, how much of that is uh, the, uh, uh, and some of the, even the coaches doing the same thing uh, along that line too. I mean, but, but I mean, I will, I, I still will say uh, it's fun to see James Madison do what they're done in 11 and one. It's fun to see Troy be, uh, 11 and 2, uh, you mentioned Boise at uh, 8, 8 and 5, and some of these other schools. But I, I'm, I'm going to be very curious if that number levels off or if it rises a little bit more uh, over, over the next few years when, when more of this portal situation settles down.
2: Brent, who are you seeing, uh, you know, again, this portal getting as out of control as it has been is really only a few years old. Can you look back and, and think of a team or two that, you know, has just unfortunately been uh, labeled a perpetual feeder school? We talked about it yesterday a little bit. I'd love to get some some names from you. Schools that, that it, the, the door travels outwards a lot more than it travels inwards.
0: Brent, if you say Florida, we're no longer friends. So please choose your words very, very carefully here. OK,
1: Look. Your Gators uh, have actually—I uh, know they—I know they've lost an the offensive lineman, but your Gators have actually gained, gained a few guys uh, over the last few days that I think have has been uh, helpful. I mean, I, I, I know Tulane has lost some guys, UTSA the same, uh, and I mean has had Russians and. Quarterbacks and so forth, who are, uh, I think, have been quite, quite impressive. UAB's lost a few, uh, I think that's hurt them too. Um, uh, and looking down South Alabama has, uh, so I don't know that the I, I like the non-power five schools. We keep up with them on a regular basis, and, and I. I, I hope somewhere they're going to get their, their due, but guys, it, it probably is not going to happen. Let's be realistic about this until we really get into what tier one, tier two, uh, or whatever they're going to call this uh, as far as looking toward the future. And we, I mean, obviously, we've said for years we're going to have what 50 to 65 uh, basically division one schools that are going to form their situation and the rest of them do the same. Uh, so your non-power five can have their, uh, can have their own playoff instead of getting basically, uh, one, maybe
0: two in the 12 team playoff. Brent, are you a new year's resolution guy? Do you not know? Really. Do you know, Brent, I'm... that only nine percent of people achieve their New Year's resolutions? Yeah, I believe that. I'm I'm almost surprised it's that high. <laughs> okay, okay. So no New Year's resolution for you this year, sir? No, not really.
1: I mean, I'm I'm in the gym every day, and I'm trying to eat. Um, I, I, my my big thing is not sugar. My big thing is bread. I mean, I look, listen. If you put a ball, if you put me in front of a ball game. And gave me a loaf of bread. I could probably eat it. I could probably eat the whole loaf if I wanted to. by the time the game's over, so you know those those are probably the the uh, I, I you know I went to my
2: endocrinologist
1: for my annual. there's too much information here, but to make the point, and you know I'm trying to keep my A1C a little lower and. Uh, so if I've got if I've got a resolution, it would probably be something like
0: that. <laughs> so bread is to Brent Beard what cheese is to Pepe Lepew. OK, yeah, we got that. We yeah. got that. down. Good luck on yes. that, my friend. Good luck on that. We appreciate <laughs> you. We want 2024 to be the very best year of your life, my friend. Thank you so much for all you do for us and for joining us. You know, listeners of this show, Brent, they know. We've got a lot of football season guests, but they love you the most, and that's because you're with us every week of the year, and we love you for that. Have a great well, 2024. Well,
1: appreciate appreciated, and I, can, and, I, and I can tell you there's something going on all the time, and there'll never be anything that uh, – uh, there, there'll never be a week where we, we won't have something to talk about.
0: Can't wait. Have a great weekend, my friend. You too, guys. Take care. Take care. Brent Beard up next on the show. Admit it. You crazy, and you crazy, and you crazy. You're all crazy. Next, here at Offsides, the Fan Upstate. It's Offsides, Mark Ryan and Diesel. We are the Fan Upstate. Happy Friday, one and all. Great to have you guys with us. Thrilled to be here with you on a Friday edition of the show. So, guys, I wanted to have some fun in this segment with you. All right, because the reality is, we're all a little. We're all nerdy in a certain way. You know, like we hide it before the age of thirty, and then when you hit the age of thirty, becoming a nerd becomes kind of cool. You know, like women around that age stop viewing you at that as a negative thing, and they start associating nerdiness with success and smarts and income and all of these other things, right? So we're all nerds to a degree, but we're also a wee bit crazy, okay? We're also a little cray. And I want to ask you guys right now, okay, to not be worried about being made fun of because we're not going to do that to you, okay? I want you guys to, you know, have, like, just take a dose of truth serum, And tell us those areas in your life where you are a little crazy. Are they related to sports? Are they not related to sports? I'm talking about small obsessions and irrational behavior, including stopping the gas pump on the exact dollar amount every time, fear of germs that are so great that you use things like barbecue tongs to put dirty clothes in the laundry, you obsess maybe over two-way light switches. It doesn't matter if they're in the on position or off position, but you insist each of them are in the off position at all times, Be, but you can't rest until both are in the off position. Who has the other light switch on? In what ways in your life are you a little bit crazy? Crazy. Because we all have those things, right? 844-326-3663 is the number, and the text line is there for you at 71307. Just start your text with the word FAN, and away you go. First text that comes in, crazy about sex. That, that's a way in which he's crazy. And what way, sir, are you crazy about sex? We need you to elaborate on that, please, okay? We, we, that would be, that would be fantastic. I think he's trying to say he only has sex with crazy women. Oh, okay. Very interesting. I didn't, in I In which didn't... case, that's probably a good decision because it's going to be pretty good. I saw a video diesel of a Michigan fan in the Alabama game who would not move an inch, a centimeter. And I, I started thinking about this, started thinking about this. And I was like, we're yeah, like, this is nuts what this guy's doing. Like he will not move. His family is screwing with him, trying to get him to move. And this dude will not move because he's convinced that his action, his inaction, him being an absolute statue, is going to help Michigan win the game. Now, maybe your are crazy has to do with sports, and maybe your crazy doesn't have to do with sports. But we're all crazy in some way, shape, or form and i can illustrate this to you with by saying the following i do a stupid behavior that makes no sense whatsoever and jackson has asked me to stop doing it and angela tells me whenever i do this it is very 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 noticeable okay and i don't know why i don't like i don't know why like whenever i have a ch- whenever i have to turn in a direction I go out of my way to turn to the left. I go out of my way to do it. I got to turn the chair around. I turn the chair to the left. I got to turn around to go out of here. I turn around to the left. Why? Because for some reason, I'm convinced that good luck will happen to me if I turn left. Crazy. Yeah. Remember? Remember Britney Spears? Can you hit me with that one more time, Diesel? Crazy. Oh, wait, what, that's not the whole one, is it? What's the whole one? It goes da-da-da-da-da-da. Crazy! Do you still have the whole one, or did you shorten it? I shortened it. Oh, I like the whole one. Oh, you, you, you cut out half of it. Okay. It is kind of crazy. And it is crazy. And I'm crazy. And so, like, people see me behaving in weird ways, and they look at me funny all the time because I'm always turning to the left, because I'm
2: convinced that turns to the right will bring me bad luck. Derek Zoolander could only turn to the left, also. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't know that. Why? Because he's a male model, and all he can do is turn left. Okay. He doesn't know how to turn right.
0: Well, the difference is, Diesel. He actually
2: looks desirable, apparently, to some uh, of the opposite sex. <laughs> I, I very much do yeah. not. I don't know if I've ever spoken to any woman who was like, you know, what Ben Stiller was so hot in that movie. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> I can like guys. I turn left. Everything is left. You know, that is my lucky direction. And so, you know, it's not like if I have to turn right, if, like, someone's behind me and I can't look like an idiot. Any chance I get, I will turn to the left.
3: That's asinine and silly. Asinine, silly, and stupid. And it
0: is. And it doesn't make any – and I admit (laughs) this. I admit, but in my – in the weird recesses of my brain, I'm convinced that it matters. I'm convinced that it makes makes a difference. Diesel, are you cray – are you crazy in any way in your life that has to do with life or sports or any of the above? I'm, I'm watching this Michigan fan, and I feel so bad for him, because at least mine, my obsession, diesel, or compulsion, yeah. allows me to move. But I just got to move
2: a certain way. He is frozen. I, I used to very much believe that you know what clothes that I wore on game day mattered. Like you know, you'd have to have, you had to make sure that one specific T-shirt was clean on game day every time. Uh, I still make sure I wear uh, something app state on game day, anyone's football or basketball game day. I try to wear something, um, but I don't. I don't go for that one specific item. Like you know, once you start, once you get past a certain age, you realize what I do has no effect. Jinxing is not a thing, you know. And so, like this is this is how we like to insert ourselves into. Uh, into the team. Like, we pretend like we're on the team because if I don't eat the same meal on game day every week, then the team is not going to play well. They don't know who you are. They don't care what you ate for lunch yesterday. It's not going to matter. Uh, I, have a, I have a few little things. like, Like, I have to stop the gas pump on a certain hard number every time, like $20, $10, whatever it may be. But I have to do that for a specific reason. Because uh, my my Jeep, and this is a known pro- problem with my year Jeep, uh, that little whatever that thing that backs up and stops the pump whenever your gas tank is full, doesn't do it on my Jeep. Like it will spray right out the side of the gas tank, and I've looked it up. There is no fix for this. They don't know. They they know that it's a problem, but they never came up with a fix because they moved on to a different model the next year after my Jeep. So there is no fix for that. So I have to do it. But I've since taken to actually trying to screw with people with it. So instead of putting in $20, I'll put $19.99 in just to screw with the next person who comes up to that pump. And it's like, why the hell wouldn't they just go to 20 bucks? Like I do it just to mess with people a little bit. Uh, Though I will say that um, I refuse to wear uh, the rival team, team's color underwear on the day that we play them. Like, you know, you you, you fold them up, you pop them in the, pop them in the drawer. You never know which one you're going to take out. Uh, So, for example, anytime I've got a pair of teal underwear, I'm never wearing the teal underwear on a day that we play Coastal Carolina. Not going to happen. I've got some dark blue underwear. Not wearing that on a day that we play Georgia Southern. Not doing it. Well, Ashley told me she was really looking forward to seeing you in purple underwear, DJ. Well, she likes it when I don't
0: wear any underwear. That's the thing. Oh, no. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, no. Okay, so uh, I want to hear her say that. By the way, I don't believe it. I don't believe that that's accurate. She's like, oh shit, man, I got to wash I, these pants yeah, twice. Yeah, I don't. I don't believe that <laughs> at all. So, guys, uh, Diesel, Diesel is aware of something about me. I'm not going to share this on the air, but he's aware of something about me that I was kind of going through in October, November, December, um, and and then it ended up not happening, and it ended up not happening right before Christmas. Um, and what I was told, Diesel, is that. All of the turns and the left switch left hand this and that. Like Jackson's like, Will you please stop doing that? Like Jackson, a six year old. He's like why are you doing this? Why are you he goes, it doesn't make sense for you to turn this way. I was convinced it was gonna make a difference. And guess what, Diesel? It didn't make a damn difference. So now I should be free to break free from those chains of just doing everything dumb to the left because it, it didn't work. It didn't work. All right. Uh, Mark is the NASCAR of Upstate Radio.
2: I just turn left. That's absolutely right. Uh, let's see what you guys say.
3: John... Must take you
2: forever to get somewhere if you can't make right turns. <laughs> <laughs> Texter says, John Dogg says, I can't stand clutter. But what
0: do you do that's a little bit crazy about that, John? Are you, are you just like, what about Bob, obsessed with cleaning clutter? uh texter says uh the little screws
2: on light switches have to be vertical oh
0: no oh Oh, no that's
2: that's that's not a bad one texter i don't think that one's all that weird vertical horizontal whichever direction you pick just make sure they're all facing the same way yeah oh that that would that would screw with can't have one doing a forward slash and the other one being vertical or sideways they got to be going the same direction now let me ask you this texter what happens if they're not vertical
0: like, if I wanted to screw with you, I could go in your house with a little uh,
2: screwdriver and mess them all up? Are you willing to have a screw be loose so that it can be vertical? Because, you know, those little plates are fragile. If you, if you tighten the screw too much, you might crack the plate. So are you willing to loosen the screw, you know, a quarter of a turn or half a turn or whatever to get it back to vertical? And at which point, if you say, yes, you've got a screw loose. That's right. Well, he does have a screw loose. I can confirm that. Yeah, he has, probably, has,
0: probably has a few. Why do I have the immediate and irresistible compulsion to inspect the Q-tip after cleaning my ears? Ew. Every day for 30-plus years, it never changes. No idea what I'm expecting to see or why I have a slight feeling of disappointment that there's never anything there. So says Jay Bird. What are you expecting to be there, Blood? Brains it, like like I don't there Jay trust me when I tell you there's stuff there, okay? There is stuff there. There is stuff there, <laughs> there, is stuff there Jay. <laughs> I promise you. I promise you. Uh, texter says Mark, if the light switch screws are not completely and perfectly vertical, I will change them every time. Crazy. You are crazy, sir. You are crazy. Would you cut that out? Da 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 da, crazy. Uh, anyway, guys, you're, you listen. You d- don't feel like you gotta like be this man. Okay, you gotta be a man, and I'm not allowed to do this because that's showing weakness. I want to know where you're cray. Let's get to Bama Springer, who's up next on the show. Okay, Bama, what wh- what did you do when Alabama was playing Michigan? What are your behaviors in life in or around sports? That is proof that you should admit that you are just crazy, sir.
3: Well, with college football in Bama, I'm pretty calm, Mark. Really calm. I mean, more so than I used to be. But when I go offshore saltwater deep sea fishing, and I was born and raised down there, and half the people in that building know that. Especially Diesel. He's just gonna relate big time to what I'm gonna tell you. For years as we headed offshore, we got a live bait live bait well full of live bait. Okay, And when we get into where we're going to get, the first thing Springer has to do, and he's been doing it for years, reaching that live bait well and get one of those pilters out, fine piece of fishery, about six inches long. You know what I'm talking about, Diesel. And I just, gosh dang, bite his head off live and just ca his head and throw the dead gum body out there and give the fishing gods a good woo. And I've been doing it for a hundred years, and I know a hygiene guy like you are freaking out right now, and Diesel's probably laughing, okay? <laughs> 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 and that's a fact, man. I, I've, I've done it. I, I've done it. I'm 60 years old, Springer, Mark, and, and so I've well, done that all I don't, of my life. I don't, what even,
2: is, I don't Springer. I don't even like biting. You know, biting a little tip off of a of a piece of soft plastic bait. Even when it's brand yeah, new, week. fresh out of the pack, I don't like doing that. We so got... what you do is downright disgusting.
3: Well, it's disgusting, but it's crazy, <laughs> but it's worked. I'm mean, every time i have doing that minute, all wait my wait life. So and are, look, these, look, look, we've are these? Are We never come home without fish in the by God cooler, my boys. Okay, I don't know, but I'm chumming the
2: waters. That's what you do. That's what you're doing. Are these, <laughs> uh, Bama Springer?
0: Are these live minnows? Is that what you're doing? Yes,
3: they're pilchards. They they look like a shad, but they're much bigger. Mark about the size of your hand, and I know you got big hands because I shook your hand one time. Thank and you, Guys sir. with big hands knows who have got big hands. But That's anyway, That's absolutely I right. Yes, sir. <laughs>
0: yes, sir. I do. Donald it, Trump does not. It's it's a crazy exactly thing. Exactly.
3: Whatever. But anyway, and 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 it's a, and it lives in the Gulf, and it, and it eats small plankton and stuff, and it's the best bait in the world if you're going to use live bait. And we keep them live. We catch them in a the net, we cast our own net, catch our bait, and we keep them in the live well. So when we get where we're going, it's time to time to wake up the fishing gods, and that's how I've done why, it for Why the hell do they need? To, why the hell
0: do they need to bite your line when you got heads floating around in the bottom of the pool? <laughs>
3: because we i don't know mark it's a dumb fish okay <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh that's, i am so disturbed by this Bama springer, <laughs> I springer would be that's i am so I disturbed if you want to get a kick out of this if you want to get a kick rewind uh, open your youtube Bama, and look at my face during this call you will you well, will get a kick out of what my face looked like during this phone call Okay.
3: I don't have to because I've met you. I met you personally, and I've know I've begun to, to, to kind of know and understand you a little bit, listening to you every damn day, damn near it. And and I'm like going, I mean, this is going to freak him out. Dude, he's going to go home and dig gum use no. scope, and when he gets home, yep,
0: I am, I am. Where is the scope hey, now when you need it?
3: Hey, I love Brent Beard, man. He's he's the greatest. And let me tell you, I, I I'm hoping Michigan, dig stomps a mud hole in the hush. That's all I got Why? to say about that. Oh, you want to lose Why? to the national champion? Hey, dude, they beat they beat us up. They just beat us up all down the field, and and I want them. to. I know they cheated, whatever, but hey, you know them boys play hard football. I like physical football, and I think they're going. That's what it's going to take, and I think they can do it.
0: There you go, Bama Springer. Great stuff. <laughs>
2: Oh, um, when we come back, Mark, we're going to talk about something. Uh, We talk about the the financial inequities in college football all the time, right? We talk about the media payouts and how they're just massive for the Big Ten and the SEC, and then there's a big drop-off to the ACC and to the Big 12. Well, people don't think about what game day revenue is for the biggest schools and the biggest earning programs in college football. We're going to talk about that next. Some numbers that might blow you away. Just how much money some of these schools are pulling in each and every Saturday when they play. It's off sides, Mark Ryan and diesel. We talk about the inequities Financially, in college football, all the time, and the teams and the conferences that make the most money are making the most money because, well, they generate the most revenue. That's how it works. You generate, you generate the revenue for the sport. You get the money back on the back end with your uh, broadcast payouts and all everything else that comes with uh, having a high profile mark. So this this graphic came out uh, and it blew me away. When you start thinking just how much money college stadiums across the country are making on game day, so let's let's ask our audience this question to start: How much do you think, right?
0: How, how much do you think Clemson makes on a typical game day? Yeah. Or South Carolina? And makes? we have those
2: numbers right here in front you of know, us. You
0: know, so like that you the Gamecocks have a football game. What's the intake from the gate?
2: Yes. At Williams-Brice so Stadium. So this this graphic here. Uh, for the fiscal year 2022, it's football uh, ticket con- ticket revenue, stadium concessions, parking, programs, novelty sales, that, that would be T-shirts and pom-poms and streamers and things like that. So I don't know how they get the money. I don't know. I mean, excuse me, I don't know how whoever put this graphic together got the, got these figures, but we're just going to assume that these figures are accurate. How much would you guess Clemson rakes in? On a Saturday game day, how much do you think South Carolina rakes in on a Saturday game day? There's a couple of schools out there, Mark, that according to their reported revenue, this is really scary how these programs can even stay afloat. I'm going to guess. Financially. I'm going to guess. I'm gonna guess uh... the, lowest, the lowest generating uh, teams in the country, there are two of them that according to this graphic, generate less than $100,000 per game day? I'm going to say that... Clemson brings
0: in two million dollars per home game. Okay. And South Carolina brings in twenty dollars per home
2: game. <laughs> they're, they're, so
0: they're one, I'm just kidding. They're one they're one of the two.
2: No, I, I think they both probably rake it in. Yeah. Two which, million bucks, Clemson? No, which which schools do you think there's two of them in America that according to this graphic make less than a million dollars per game day? Which which two schools would you guess? FBS schools? Akron. Wow. Seriously? Yeah, Akron's one of them. Yeah! How did you guess that? Because Akron is the picture of nothingness <laughs> to me. How did you guess that? Akron is always okay. the pancake team that I think okay, of. Okay, yeah. Okay. there's one more. Oh, man, today's my day to win the lottery. Generates less than $100,000 a game day. Oh, gosh. It's
0: nowhere in the south. It's somewhere where it's cold to watch bad football. Mm-hmm.
2: Bowling Green. Uh, Bowling Green, according to this... Bowling Green makes hundred thousand dollars per game day. Oh. They are not the second one that makes less than that. The other one is Kent State. Oh. Kent State Flash is that right? Yeah. The Kent State Flash they make less than a hundred thousand a game day. Now the Mac is is pretty bereft. Um, there's there's um, Ohio, Buffalo, Eastern Michigan, Bowling Green, Central Michigan, Ball State, Northern Illinois, Miami of Ohio, Akron, and Kent State all report less than. Uh, $100,000 per game day. The highest earning teams in that conference are Western Michigan and Toledo that both claim $200,000 per game. Uh, let's look to the text line here. Uh, 71307, I'm going to give you a, another minute or so to get your guesses in as to how much Clemson and South Carolina each rake in on uh, on a college game day. Uh, I can say that my school, App State, is the highest earning school in the Sun Belt making uh, according to this graphic, $800,000 per game day. Still not a lot of money when you're talking about 35,000 people, ticket sales, concessions, parking programs, all of the above. You got Boise State making the most in the Mountain West. They're bringing in $1.1 1. 1 South Florida is the highest earning team in the AAC, making $1 million a year, uh, excuse me, per game day. When you go up to the... Big 12, Iowa State makes the most there, $3.2 million. The highest earning school in the ACC is Clemson. You said what, two and a half? Yeah. They make $5 million wow. per game
0: day.
2: $5 million per game wow. day. Louisville makes two and a half. NC State, two and a quarter. Florida State, two and a quarter. North Carolina, two million bucks per game day. This is when it goes up, up, up from there. And this is another reason why some of these schools have a problem with how much money they're getting in their conference distributions. But
0: in fairness, this has nothing to do with their TV deal. This is, no. This, is their this has game nothing day to do operation. with TV.
2: Yes, this is game day operations. And you have to remember, all of these schools, they have expenses as well. They have to They have to turn the lights on. They have to pay the concessions crews, you know, the the thousands of people who are working in the stadium every single game day. So this is not all profit. This is revenue. When you get into the SEC, Mark, the lowest-earning SEC school is Missouri. What? According to this, Missouri. Now, Vanderbilt doesn't have to report because they're a private school. So Vanderbilt may be the lowest-earning school in the SEC, but they're a private school, so they don't have to report that. Uh, Missouri earns $1.5 million, South Carolina raking in $2.8 million per game day. Where does that rank among SEC schools? Among SEC schools, that's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13th. Yeah, that 13th needs to be among SEC schools. Now, this includes uh, the two new schools, Texas and Oklahoma, even though in 2022 they were not in the SEC. So they're including them in the as if they were in the SEC. So – Texas is leading the way, at seven point eight million oh. dollars every single game day. These wealthy, just under eight Longhorn million bucks fans. So you do the math there. You get six home games. They're raking in just shy of fifty million dollars a year, just in in game day revenue. Just in game day revenue. You would keep your revenues private too if they were as low as <laughs> Vanderbilt's. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, Texas A&M six and a half million a game. Oklahoma wow. six point two, Georgia six, Florida is at five point three million dollars per game day. So Florida still making more money on game day than Clemson. So, th- ladies
0: and gentlemen, if as if you already didn't have enough to be depressed about, given the seasons Clemson and South Carolina just had, now know this: unless to, unless I'm speaking to the very most wealthy offside listeners right now. In one single game day, Death Valley, Williams Bryce Stadium
2: take in more than you and yeah. I will make in our entire lives. Well, here's where this gets really, really interesting, Mark. There are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight SEC programs that make more than Clemson does every game day. Mm. Eight. More than half of the SEC makes more money every Why game day than Clemson. That starts with Arkansas. Arkansas, Florida, Alabama, LSU, Georgia, Oklahoma, Texas A&M, and Texas all make more than $5 million per game in revenue. When you look at the Big Ten, you've got one, two, three, you've got four schools that are making as much or more, Nebraska, Penn State, Michigan, and Ohio State. Ohio State is the second highest revenue-earning school in college football uh, per game day revenue at $7.7 million per game day. Michigan... Earn 7.2, Penn State 6.9, Nebraska $5 million per game day. So, you know, when you, when you talk about the, the discrepancy of 20, 20, some 25 million dollars a year in television revenue between the SEC and the ACC, and then you start talking about game day revenue being an additional three or four million dollars per game day. That's when the that's when the financials really start making sense for a school like Clemson to say, I want out or for Florida State to say, I want out. Florida State would be damn near last in the SEC in game day revenue. Only Vanderbilt, Missouri and Mississippi State would earn less per game day than Florida State does. And so that begs the question, Clemson fans, like
0: what is the excuse for that? Why are you not leading your school to as much money as SEC schools are?
2: Texter here believes that it's because some of those schools sell beer in their stadiums when Clemson does not. That is it. Ding. Very well could be it. That's it. But what's Florida State's excuse? Yeah. Right? Does Florida State sell beer in their stadium? Does you had Campbell to. sell beer? You had
0: to drink beer at Florida State the last 10 years just to get through a football they game. They won't let there, you in if you're so... not drunk. Right. That's exactly right. We've got the top five at five coming your way next here on Offsides. We are the Fan Upstate.